Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzow. Hello, folks. Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity. It's a show about weirdos. Doggone it. My name is John Boy. It is John Boy time. I am your host, John Francis Fahey. Joining me as ever is the pinnacle and perfection of perversion. What's up? Michelangelo's David Duke of Knee. Aaron Joseph Peter. That's me, dude. How are you? Uh, um, pretty good. All right. I'm all right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was at the gym for the first time in a while. Hey, nice. Dude, nice. It's you look great. Update. Fuck update. You, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't feel great. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you went to the gym right for now. The first I can time. feel my stomach over my jeans. You have a, a, you have atrophied. Yeah. I've atrophied. Atrophied extensively. That's yeah. right. What are you gonna do, man? You were a trophy, and now I've atrophied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, um, just turn turn my life around. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, um, New Year's about, coming. Think I'm gonna stop drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start wearing condoms. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, you know, um, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Now, on my right, your left, yes, is the <laughs> French Canadian poutine. Yes, Matthew Broussel. Yeah, hi, hello. Steaming, How are you, buddy? Steaming I'm great. Dish. I went to the gym today too. Handsome Matt Broussel. You look good, dude. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Frenchman henchman. Yeah. Uh, uh stenchman. Fellas, fellas. Um. Uh, as you know, we do an, an extra episode per week on, on the Patreon mm-hmm. for, for a mere $5 a month. We had a ball last time. This last one. I mean, we're not even adjusting the price for inflation. Uh, little, little, just a little tidbit from the last time. We had a lot of fun just talking about calling 1-800-GAY-DUDE and handing oh, your there dad. You go, dad. Hand, <laughs> handing your dad the phone and going, it's, it's for you. you. <laughs> huh? Oh, okay, hold on. Dad? Dad? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine my dad listening to it for a minute and like hanging up and be like, oh, very funny. And me going, I'm like, going, who was that? And he goes, shut the fuck up, John. And I'm like, dude, he called up and said, is Tommy there? And I was like, yeah. And, and, my, and my dad's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he, goes, he said he was looking for hot, steamy hunks. Yeah, yeah. he said every something about every drop of your load. What? What's dad? that mean? Dad? What's that about? Is that, is, that, is that like tea or? Dad, what was that? And this is my dad getting like really freaked out. He said you might be thirsty for beer piss. Yeah. What, what are beefy hunks, Dad? <laughs> are they in my area? Am I a beefy hunk? <laughs> Not yet, son. <laughs> yeah. No. It's um. It's it's probably a lot of joy. It's just a random <laughs> dumb thing that comes. And up. then he gives it to you. And then your dad calls one eight hundred stupid bitch <laughs> to your mom <laughs> for you. <laughs> Yeah, um if you ever want to call your uh one hundred gay dude or or any any kind of uh homoerotic uh sex line and hand the phone to your dad and give us a video or audio <laughs> yeah, tape yeah, 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 of yeah, it yeah. happening, that would really mean the world to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you think, you know, your dad would, you know, uh Love it. not like it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And no, if he does like if it, it if, send that in too. Yeah, yeah. Send that in everyone's too. dad is gay. Yes, everyone's dad is yeah. gay. Yeah, it's Move fine. On. It's fine. 2022, dude. Everyone's dad is gay now. It uh, used to. Yeah. Um, so uh, this Christmas season, please, if you like the show, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, $5 a month. Uh, bare minimum. 
to get an extra episode per week. Yeah. Also, and, uh, get a hold of the Etsy store uh, <laughs> profiles yeah. and get get yourself a shirt. Yeah, please. And uh, while you're at it, mm-hmm. if you watch the show, if you're a fan of the YouTube, mm-hmm. send us a little timestamp, a, clip, a clip, clip suggestion. Yeah, hey, oh, yeah, we've yeah. got some to go through. Some have been sent. Yes, that's, that's true. Wonderful. That's true. But it does have to be like video. Don't don't send us clips of one that we haven't posted yet because there's no video. Or there's ones that are too old and we don't have video of them. That was before is, the invention of video. Yeah. Yeah. Before the invention of video. But yeah. also yeah, those ones could potentially well. be animated by our friend Dallas. So, I'd love to see that. So that's exciting. Mm. Um, mm. So still still helpful suggestions. Also, um, Hanson, Matt Brousseau, you have a show coming in town this week. Yeah. Los Angeles, California? That's right. Yeah, well, it's in North Hollywood, so yeah. Uh, is it incorporated? I don't know. The Valley. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be on a uh, friend of the show, Kevin Anderson's uh, hey. uh, show. I'll be doing- Friend of the show, Joe K. Joe K as well, yeah. Uh, and I'll be doing a uh, my uh, Dr. Brousseau uh, Today in Science Live PowerPoint. It's very exciting. Great stuff. Always, always, always the best. Yeah, we got right. anime, uh, some drawings by Jorge Riverall of animated. Oh. Uh, I'm friend of the show, Jorge Riverall. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be uh, a weird, wild stuff. Friend of the show, my personal enemy. <laughs> great, uh, great room for comedy, I must say. Yes, and uh, they do, they do always put on a tight little show. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. uh, it's got to be said. Yeah, it's um, Saturday, seven o'clock. Avatar two. It's December seventeenth. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, uh, make sure you know it is seven thirty because it has to. We got to get out of the way of these karaoke performers. Yeah, they show up at nine. It's a quick show. Mm-hmm. Gotta get out of there. Karaoke. Now, what we got here mm-hmm. is something of a potluck today, <sighs> gentlemen. That's true. Um. I have a uh, a short little thing. If you <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> but it's thick. Yeah, it's thick. Classic Irish. Yeah. Just my mule shillelagh. Um, <laughs> I call it the Blarney Bone. Hey, ah, very nice. Like very a little kiss. Very nice. Aww. Yeah, gives you the <laughs> gift, <laughs> gift. The of gift the, of gape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gift of the gape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gift of the fap. Um, I uh. I did hear uh, a lesson. Um, a lesson. It, it it is kind of a lesson. Mm. Um, you know, you go back so far into uh, history, and you're going like, "All right, how much is folklore?" Mm-hmm. This is very uh, much that. Uh, suggested by uh, uh, suggested by friend Dara, um, who does a lot of um, this sort of um, eras uh, history folklore around Dublin, um, and basically in. Uh, the uh, 1750s, let's say, there was a guy who was born without legs. Nice. And um, his name was Billy Davis. Mm. And he was kind of brought up in the, this, uh, you know, uh, kind of a home for the the, uh, the destitute. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, what year is the 1750s, you said? Yes. Okay. And uh, 1760s, maybe, and, and uh, he got out. Uh, they threw him out because they, because they were like he didn't walk out. Yeah, no. yeah, they threw him out because they were like uh, he doesn't technically qualify as a man because he has no legs. Well, he has no legs. Did he have a penis and balls? Uh, yes. Did, where, where did where did the legs end? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, south, uh, above the knee. Yeah, above you, the knee. Below. Think think about hips and no legs. So this guy really was a tripod. Uh, well, it was, it was it was actually more interesting than that. Um, uh, oh boy! Depending on um, which version you hear, uh, most most degree iron was uh, the bowl was made of. He placed himself in a bowl, and then he had two big clubs that he would pull on the street with, 
That makes sense. And, and, oh, and, and pull, urban pull, skiing. Pull the yeah. bowl around the street. Well, all those cobblestones, you know, there's a lot of things to hold on to. I bet you the vibrations sent them. Oh, yeah. But he was... Everybody enjoyed the sound. He became known as Billy in the Bowl. I love it. And and he he was uh, chosen a box, Billy. He was uh, going going around uh, Dublin, and one thing he had going for him was, uh, well, you know, if this is your way of getting around, uh, you're gonna be uh, unbelievably strong, tremendous upper body, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, and also covered in mud. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, uh, okay. The bowl is gonna protect you from that. Well, probably uh, probably yeah. better than you know somebody out in their fancy Sunday dress. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and. So he he's 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 uh he's he's scooting along, mm-hmm. you know, the streets of Dublin in um Grange Gorman area of Dublin. And uh he was charming and, and also notoriously beautiful. Uh like extremely good looking, uh long huh. dark long dark hair, uh, what oh. they what they said was uh, an aquiline nose and um What's that what's that mean? Uh, it was just nice. a nice, a nice just nose. very nice good nose. to look at okay. and yeah. um and so he was, um, he was just very fetching, and uh, he was charming. And he, uh, at the time, uh, beggars would, would frequently go to uh, the rich side of town, and he, uh, that makes would, sense. he would go um, more for the people cleaning those places, the middle class. You know? And, uh, there's and, more of them. And there's, <laughs> yeah. more, there's more of them, and, uh, and they just... Uh, they they felt Probably like felt for him more. They felt for him more for sure, and um, so he he was what was also referred to as one of my favorite Irish expressions of all time, a chancer, um, which just means opportunist, but sounds yeah, yeah. far better. Chancer's yes. nice. Yes. A chancer is one of my favorite Irish words ever. Well, it sounds much it's more positive. A bit of a chancer. Yeah, it's a bit of a chancer. Not too, uh, not too shabby of a prestidigitator as well. A chancer and, uh, yeah, like... Um, it's positive as opposed to... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I mean, but it sounds more positive. He takes his chances. He, You know, he tries to find... It's the, the exact same word as opportunity. I know, I know, but it sounds better. Opportunist has a more negative connotation, just the way... Uh, yeah, chancer, I mean, here, at least. Chancer is, is yeah. yeah you can, like, you feel chancer like somebody little, would name their kid chancer. Cha- yeah, chancer's a little more charming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a dog name, I think, yeah, yeah, play second base for the Angels or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, and he would he would gamble and he would drink. He's a chancer, and um, and he he made decent enough money uh, begging for uh, you know from the middle class. Doesn't have to buy pants. No, nope. and uh, but he he still um, he, he supposedly would get uh like um, you know if it wasn't money it would be like meat and scraps thrown in the bowl mm-hmm. and perhaps even. A sexual favor or two. Oh. Yeah, so he, he was quite... All in the bowl. Man, that guy, I mean, he's probably a great actor. Quite cunning pussy. and a real uh, a real character around town, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in this uh, small section of, of Dublin, which I think the other adjoining area was Stony Batter or something. And uh, so Grange Gorman, Stony Batter, and, um, and so... Uh, one day, uh, he's, he's just like, uh, you know, I need more money. And um, he does a thing where he throws himself into the hedges and um, he waits for um, some, you know, slightly, uh, you know, uh, wealthy, good looking, uh, not good looking, just any woman to, to, to walk by alone. And then he starts screaming and um, he's like, oh, 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 you know, the bowl is nowhere to be seen. Uh, I can't find my bowl. And, <laughs> and he's just in the hedges. Oh, <laughs> And uh, some some you know uh, you know good woman comes to look and see what's wrong, 
And then she just sees these huge fucking arms come out to grab her and pull her down so he, he can rob her, and she faints. And um, he, take, oh, he, he, he takes her jewels and, um, uh, you know, her, her money and all that. <laughs> and so then they're, they're looking around, you know, uh, for someone, and he does this a few more times, and, and he, he's got uh, he's some money. And then uh, one time he just, you know, bites off somebody a little bit, you know, Mm-hmm, too big, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, four full limbs. Ugh. And there's a bit of a struggle, and then he's like, I'm going to have to strangle this woman. You no, know? Billy. Uh, uh, so it's... Uh, uh, then, the, then the hunt is on uh, with the first formed Metropolitan Dublin Police Force, 1786. Well, it must have been, you know... They, uh, all of their training goes out the window because they're, they're not looking for footprints. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yep. It's just skid marks. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, just, just this guy leaves no, yeah. there's no trace. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Billy? <laughs> Love you. You know, um, keep your eyes peeled now. <laughs> so, um, so he he he's he knows he's got to lay low for a while, but you know, and he's got some money. Here he is. He yeah, <laughs> very good. <laughs> But he's got a, he's got a, uh, you know, he's he's got to swing low for a while, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> and he does, and then the money runs out, and he's like, oh, I got to go back to this old grind of, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, of uh, um, of robbing people, and uh-huh. um, and so there's one time where a couple of people, um, he, he he's begging, and uh, a pair a pair of women, um, d- take pity on him, and uh. He just sees that they're kind of flush with like a lot of nice things, and mm-hmm. you know the purses, and and they're, and they're and they're giving to him, but he sees what they're wearing and like what's in their bags and everything, and he just makes a fucking uh, uh, a go of it, and he's you know he's a chancer, you know, mm. and he, he attacks one, like but they've got like eight limbs now, and he's oh, still God. got two, you know. Dude, this is not a fair fight. <laughs> and um, and so um, one of them takes a hat pin and shoves it in his eye. Oh, hmm. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so now he's got a hat pin and an eye. No legs still. No, yeah, hasn't gained a leg. And lost been, an and, eye. And they've been on the lookout. You know, the 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 locals and the, and the newly newly formed police force for the Stony Batter Strangler uh, and the Grange Gorman Lane uh, 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 murderer. And um, now they, they they and they were totally shocked. It was him. They were like, "Fuck! This must be the guy." So somebody comes out with a wheelbarrow, throws Billy into it. <laughs> Right, it takes him, uh, you know, to uh, to uh, the the uh, the police station, and they and they lock him up. And I think you know it was like uh, we should hang this guy, but then they were like, he's so fucking strong, he can break a lot of rocks. So oh. put him to work. So they put him to work, and then it was also a thing where it was like a, a freak show mm-hmm. too, where you would come and see him, and also and and just keeping him alive uh, for the work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, and it was just a thing like, you know, never would have happened if this fucking home didn't decide he wasn't a man and throw him out on the streets yeah. and make him fucking live in a bowl and, and scoot around like a, like a fucking yeah. lunatic, you know? What uh, if, he's not a man. What did they think he was? I don't, a half man. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking libtards, you know? <laughs> anyway. Cancel culture. A small one. I wanted to set it up. And thank you, Dara. Uh, he's a longtime uh, listener of the show. Uh, maybe he got started with the INLA one. Because, oh, yeah. Because he's, a, he's, a, one. He's, a, he's, he's a pervert. He's an Irish guy. Yeah. And um, Living in a bowl. Well, so there's, it reminded me, there's a, there's a video game called Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. I believe you probably pronounce it. 
where it's just a guy with no legs in a bowl and a sledgehammer, and you have to use the sledgehammer to climb over like a mountain. Huh. So I'm imagining that's where they got that idea from. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe there's just a whole history. I've never guys. heard of anybody in a bowl before. That, that Yeah, dude. People in bowls? I mean, yeah, well, that's what I mean. And, like, there's, and there's so many... There's so many um, well, you know he tried like a box and just got getting stuck oh, on yeah. curves and yeah. stuff. Yeah. The bowl really makes sense in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not doing that. He's like a human weeble wobble. Yeah, yeah. he's not falling over. It's nearly a wheel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, some said it, it had little wheels, and I was like, I don't think it oh, did. Dude. I don't think an iron bowl is going to be set up with little wheels, dude. If that, if you put that guy on a wheel, though, he'd be like really cool. Well, you couldn't it'd put him on like a unicycle, a, like a Modoc type of thing. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Well, maybe one day. Oh, like a Segway. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm. It, you just can't fall over. Yeah. Wow. Unless you're the guy that, you know. Well, yeah, he, well, you know. Had the Segway. For all we know, he hasn't fallen over. He's just. Uh, Bi- uh, Billy in the Bowl <laughs> gets mentioned uh, by uh, uh, Shane McGowan and the Pogues in a song, and uh, most famously in Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. No oh. shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, part, part think, of the history think, of Dublin. I think so everything was mentioned in Vinny's yeah. Wake. Yeah, well, definitely the, that sort of Dublin folklore is, is mm. going to work its way in there, and it has it has all that stuff about class and 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 uh, you, you know uh, uh, just you know being a kind person and throwing people out in the streets and that you know like it's mm. it's got it's got every, it's got everything everything it's yeah. it's um it's too it's got to be true um, yeah I fuck dude, I heard this. Funny, God, it was. Um, I heard Neil Brennan talking about. Um, he was. Just, I heard him on a podcast. Neil Brennan, co-creator of Chappelle Show, mm-hmm. uh, and he he was talking about a really great joke writer. I think somebody that actually wrote. I think he wrote on SNL, and he was saying like, "This guy's actually like he's like my favorite joke writer." And I remember one time we were. It was something for a Weekend Update, and he wrote. He said, "This is like my favorite." Like he goes, um, "The Black Eyed Peas have announced they're putting on." A free concert in Central Park. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas free in Central Park? That sounds too true to be good. <laughs> Dude, too true to be good? I can't believe I've never heard that. Nobody's ever yeah, said I that know. before. It's perfect. Yeah, it's really too good. true to be good is canon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, how how what do you how long is your? I mean, you, you probably got a nice long one, uncut. It's you know, about four pages. Probably we could do an hour on it. I'd say an hour. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. Uh, well, then we should do Aaron's the wee guy. I think. Yeah, it's you know it's pretty. It's well, cool. we'll we'll ease up to it. Plus, yeah. plus yours kind of follows into my 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 second small one. Well, leads. Oh, you got it. another small one. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes. All right, man. Check me out like this. Shit, I just called this man. Oh, the fuck, dude. Sake, man. Um. I got some guy. <laughs> Great. This guy, uh, William Buckland. You ever heard of this guy? Billy Buckland? Billy Buckland. No. Good old Billy Buck. I don't think so. This guy was born in uh, 1784. Huh. Uh, Englishman. Oh, boy. Uh, and he, I'm William he was, a, he, was a, he was a theologian. Oh. A bit of a geologist and early paleontologist. Uh-huh. So this, this is around the time people are like, digging stuff up and being like, the hell is all these crazy things in the ground? Yeah, what did the devil leave for well, us? Yeah, to trick us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the wacky devil. Uh. uh so he was right. born. Uh, I feel like I just heard of this guy or something. Oh, okay. You think so? No, I I, I don't know. But uh, so he um. I feel like it though. You know he uh, uh he was born at 
Axminster in Devon. Yeah, they have so many minsters. And he would go. He would take walks with his father, who was a rector. No, it's a it's a church thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a kind yeah. of church thing. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know, there because at that time uh, they were doing all sorts of improvements to the town, the road improvements. They're digging stuff up, and he would mm-hmm. find uh, old shit, old yeah. shit, fossils, yeah. and, and and such. Fuck is this? Uh, it's and, made of um, And he was a smart kid, and so he gets he goes to Winchester College, and then eventually gets a scholarship to uh, Corpus Christi College at Oxford. So it's one of Oxford's like satellite yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 schools. Yeah, yeah they're the better. Uh, and better uh, you know he would attend lectures uh, of, uh, by the famous John Kidd. Of course, we all know John Kidd uh, <laughs> on mineralogy and chemistry, and he. Oh yeah. And he would uh, start getting into. Uh, you know, he'd go on vacations and stuff and just start digging and find stuff. Oh, uh, Billy, digging again. Uh, you know, uh, various geological excursions in England, Scotland, Ireland, and even Wales. Holy shit. Yeah. That's where the dragons are. Uh, and then he he enrolled uh, in a course on the science of geology. Uh, and um, Was it just the guy teaching was like, look, I don't know what the fuck, know, what the the fuck science is. is. Well, there was, you know... People still had a very like um, m- many people had like a yeah. very like oh Genesis yes, yes that kind yes, of thing yes. right. Um, he was ordained as a priest, became a fellow at the college. Hey, um, and Cheerio. Then he starts teaching there, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> he would always, like no matter what he was always wearing like his teaching robes like even on these excursions for digging up fossils. Mm. Real cat. Like, that's he dressed yeah. like that. And so he would also teach. He would he would teach these courses. And uh, what's that like, down there? He would like, he'd have, he'd have <laughs> right. like pass it up here. Yeah, well, one of them are, they're called copper lights, and it's fossilized shit. He loved fossilized shit. Oh boy! Uh, and he would have like hyena skulls. <laughs> he'd like like you're in class, John. Right? Pretend. Wow. And uh, yeah. he goes hard. <laughs> he goes, "What rules the world?" And you'd be like, uh, uh, "I don't know." And he'd be like, "The stomach." The stomach rules the world. Greed. The big things <laughs> the eat the little greed. things, and those things eat littler things, and then eat littler things. The stomach rules everything. Right? Mm. So, Start of industry, if you think about it. Yeah, that's really. Right. Yeah. Bigger, there's always a bigger fish, right? Uh, he becomes a fellow at the Royal Society. Uh, um, then he, he writes this book on the connection of geology with religion, and he kind of reconciles you know, he he still believes in the the great flood, but he sees evidence of like glaciation as a re, as the mm. reason for a lot of the strata mm. in the fossil records. Right, like, okay, right. well these things are like you know, um, I, I guess a large part uh, um, of London has all these like fossilized hyenas and shit in there, mm-hmm. and that's why he had hyena skull. And he said, well, it wasn't the, a flood didn't wash all this here. This is years of glaciation mm-hmm. that that put you know. Um, um, that 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 layered these bones here. Plus, hyenas would grab all sorts of dead shit and then bring it into their den. Mm-hmm. That's why there's all sorts of weird shit here. It's not like Noah's Ark landed here. Um, then he um, he became president of the Geological Society of London. Fucking nice. Um, and he he denounced the discovery uh, of a giant reptile that he named Megalosaurus. And he wrote the first full account of what later would become dinosaurs. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he married some lady named Mary Moreland. 
Uh, and she was an accomplished illustrator and also a collector of fossils. And I think she would. Well, that's convenient. Like it got really big. Like when they were finding all these fossils, people were like, well, what does it look like? And so yeah. illustrators would be commissioned to like draw hypothetical landscape, like situations. Yeah. Dude, it's so fucked up. It's like this. Check out these yeah. fucking lizards, man. There's like two people standing with them, too. Uh, so she assisted him in his work greatly. Uh, and they would have nine children, five of who would survive. Wow. Oh, that's good. That's the uh, majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and it's not too many, so they can't fight over all of the the finances, you know? Um, can't fight over all the damn bones. Damn bones. Uh, he, uh, uh, probably the, the child of his mo- of most note is Francis Buckland, Frank. Uh, and then also Elizabeth. Elizabeth would write a biography of their Frank father. Buck. But Frank, oh, I'll get to Frank later, because he would follow in his father's footsteps. Um... So, anyways, uh, not his father's bull skid mark. Back, <laughs> back with back, Billy, Billy Buckland, he goes into a, in, a cave in South Wales where he discovers a skeleton, and he called it the Red Lady of Paviland because it was in Paviland Cave. Oh, okay, uh, pretty good name. And at first, he thought it'd be the remains of a local prostitute. Well, that was the in style at the time. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Because people, you know, you probably bang. People are there. like hyenas; they bring <laughs> things back to where they live. Yeah, they love to laugh. Is this yeah. cave by the hour. Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's a no-tell mo cave. Uh, uh, and then he, but the thing is, he, he found the skeleton in the same layer of the, of the of the of the geological record as as extinct mammals like the mammoth. Hmm. And you know. Uh, he said, "This must be some other weird shit." The mammoths did and, this, and uh, he said, "This guy, this this can't be a prostitute. This is too old." And later, uh, uh, carbon dating would show that it was a male from thirty three thousand years ago, and it is still the oldest anatomically modern human found in the UK. Wow! Oh, it wasn't even the Red Lady, man. It was a dude. But it prostitutes still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back then. Yeah. Oldest profession, pal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just took a mammoth dick on my ass, dude. That's <laughs> not a euphemism. He that would, guy was uh, crazy. He was very lively. He they call me Mr. Tusks. <laughs> so, uh, he was uh, very lively. Like, compared to his contemporaries, he, he spoke much more familiarly, uh, or rather, uh, what would you say? Colloquial. Mm-hmm. His his lectures were entertaining. Right. He Very fucking animate. He like yeah. take the skulls and move them around ah! like puppets and shit. Yeah. He pretend to be a dinosaur in the class. Wow. Real, patch, real, real patch Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real fucking Sesame Street shit. Yeah. Uh, I only eat leaves. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a stupid loser. <laughs> I'm, I'm a three story cow. <laughs> um. Yeah. He uh uh he he had a whole table that was just fossilized dinosaur poop. Um, now, John, cool. you said Look I at all my shit. <laughs> cool. Now you said that uh, you, he only eats leaves. You were talking about some sort of herbivore kind yeah. of thing. Well, this guy, William Buckland, he, he would uh, be maybe the world's most famous. What you would call uh, somebody in uh, a zoophagy. This guy wanted to eat. Every conceivable animal. Yeah, yeah. That was a big thing about killing like, the eat, weird animals. You want to know what was the best thing to eat? What was the worst thing to eat? Um, uh, he, would panther, he would eat panther, crocodile, mouse, uh, uh, hedgehog, <laughs> uh, yes, crocodile, alligator. He said the most, his, the gross ones were the mole and the blue bottle fly. Yeah, you don't say. One of his the favorite. fly, huh? He, uh. One of his his favorite dish was uh, grilled mouse on toast. 
That's so disgusting. That was his favorite. That's disgusting. Favorite. Yeah. I mean, how many mice do you need to fill out the toast? Because you got this. It's all. They're all bones. Well, that's, we got to get mice. a few mice. Yeah. Oh, that fox hunting too. Like, does anybody eat the fucking fox? Oh, I'm sure this guy ate the fox, dude. Um, <laughs> he uh, um, he wanted to taste every animal on earth. I mean, it's impossible. I think that was a big thing for Darwin too. Where like he, uh, the, he, he ate a lot of the animals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darwin Darwin did not know? like this guy. Uh, uh, they had they 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 had they had worked together a few times or corresponded a few times and and he I think Darwin actually commended some of his work before but he's like but this guy's he's just a fucking jackass like mm, he's a wanker yeah he was he's just a wanker it um all show you know too showy for for Darwin um he uh he he went to an Italian cathedral one time uh, to disprove um a local legend that um a, a saint's blood was dripping. Uh, from like um on one of the walls, I think there was like a a relief on yeah. one of the walls, and, yeah, and the common. legend was that it was blood. And he said, oh, no, "I'm gonna fucking taste this shit. I'm gonna ruin this so town's up there, he's, history." And he's uh, uh, licking the limestone. And he's looking at. It, he's like, "Nah, man, man, it's, it's bat urine." What? Yeah, it was bat urine. Which is he, which is what blood red? Well, it, it dries up. Who knows, man? Yeah, but it's bat piss. Cool. He knew it like that. Oh, I know this. Yeah, this this is not human blood. This look, is bat piss. I have a vial of it with me. Uh, so God damn. Well, and that's the thing too. It would be up in a church. Yeah, yeah bats like, in the belfry, man. There you go. Uh, you know, and so uh, his son was followed right in his footsteps. Frank uh, had the most, piss. you know, a very literal interpretation of Genesis, uh, book three, chapter, book nine, chapter three. Quote: Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. End quote. And um, what a cocky book! Terrible yeah. quote. Yeah, they uh, imagine putting that in the back of your car. That means like your wife too. <laughs> yeah, I bet you he did. Eat it up. Um, <laughs> he would eat all sorts of weird shit. Uh, he also talked about how weird his dad was. Um, he said that um, <laughs> when he was seven, My that's so weird. All of our dads are when weird. he was seven. Uh, and gay. A live, <laughs> a live turtle was sent down from London. My father tied a long rope around the turtle's fin and let him have a swim in mercury. Uh, what uh, the fuck? Uh, which, uh, uh, which was, uh, I think that was actually just the name of like an ornamental pond uh, at, at near their church. Who knows with these guys? But he let him swim around in there while I held the string, and then my father made me stand on the back of the turtle, <laughs> and I had a ride for a few yards as it swam round and around the pond. And then I was allowed to assist the cook to cut off the turtle's head in the kitchen. Jeez. The head, after it was separated, bit the finger of one of the kitchen boys who was <laughs> opening the thing's mouth. That's awesome. The same head is now in my museum. Oh, my God, dude. And the finger, too. He probably cut the finger off. and he said That turtle must have been like 200 years old. Dude. Minimum. It was teenage <laughs> Minimum. 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 Um, <laughs> just have a guy stand on its back and still swim around? That's and the then for his head just well, to continue I mean, to fucking, you know, come I, on. I dude. don't think that's how, I don't think it, it, it's probably it works because it's a, um, yeah, reflex. of age. I don't know. It's, 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 oh, you're saying it's what you learned living 200 <laughs> years on this planet. You go like, fuck everybody. My revenge is eternal. Cut off my head, I'll bite your fucking finger. Yeah, okay. And right. then you can all, and also... You know, it also made everybody suck its dick, which yeah. was really weird because you had to crack open the shell to get to it. Turtles have weird dicks. Yeah, it's really man. funny. Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> maybe uh, Buckland's. Uh, so back to Will, oh Billy Buckland. Oh yeah. Billy Buckland. <laughs> um, so he goes to this guy, um, Lord Harcourt, some lord, some this guy. Is, this is eighteen forty-eight. Jackass. And um, 
the Harcourt family had in its possession a silver locket uh, believed to contain the mummified heart of King Louis XIV of France. Oh. And this was part of a tradition dating back to the 13th century where um, when when kings would die, they would piece out the piece out parts of the organs and they'd be like kept as as keepsakes. Right. Yeah, uh, no, I, I have I have a glass case with the uh, King Louis penis in it. Is that yeah. it's very very yeah. small, isn't yeah. it? Um and so, you know, the, the king, they would say, like, I want my heart, bury my heart a wounded knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take so, it to the far reaches of the empire. So, um, <laughs> Put my balls in Peru. <laughs> so Louis, Louis XIV's heart was went next to his father's. Uh, but then there was a revolution. And so, like, when the revolution happened, they didn't fucking give a shit what happened to it. So it started, like, making his journey through the hands of different sure. like, collectors and stuff like that. No shit. And um, so the Harcourts uh, makes sense. The Harcourts got it, and this I have no idea. This part is is weird. It says that a majority of the mummified heart was most likely ground into a very specific pigment for paint known as mummy brown. Yum. And apparently that um, <laughs> that's true. Wow. I don't get it. I, I hope it was a good painting. Is there another way to get, you know, I, I don't know what painting it's in or whatever. You can get brown through just mixing all of the colors together. That's But so, uh, anyways, after some of the heart got ground up, the rest of it made its way to the Harcourt family, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they they hosted a nice fancy dinner, mm-hmm. and in walks in old Billy Buckland. And he wants to chug heart. Yeah, and they, and they, I heard you're eating weird shit. And they pass the fucking thing around the table... And he goes, huh. And he just opens it up and fucking eats it. <laughs> In front of everybody? Yes. Oh, is, they, they must have not liked and that. And he goes, no. I've eaten many strange things, but never have I eaten the heart of a king before. And they go, well, this is the last time we hand things to you. Yeah. Just don't come around here anymore. No, you're not. I'm, you know, we're going to give you, we're going to let you see our newborn baby, but yeah. Jesus Christ. He ate the fucking heart. You know that there's a guy sitting next to him goes like, I didn't even have a chance to look at it. Yeah, dude. It hasn't well, even gone around the table I want, yet. I was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Go back to your big lizard buns, <laughs> big funny. <laughs> uh, a name uh, for a ridge on the moon is named after him. Mm. Uh, Buckland Island um, is named after him. Um, Where's that? I, I think Japan. The moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a plaque dedicated to him. Uh, and he was also, um, uh, he was, uh, um, I think he was the Dean of Westminster Abbey at some point. Um, mm. uh, Buckland Peaks in New Zealand are named after him. This bastard uh, claiming anything. He got, um, he had a disorder of the neck and brain. Yeah, you don't say. And died of it. Damn. Uh, the autopsy showed that a portion of the base of the skull upon which the brain rested, together with the two upper vertebrae of the neck, to be in an advanced state of caries or decay. Uh, and, um, the bones were decaying? Yeah. They God said there might have been some kind of severe accident years earlier. Probably fucking tripped and fell on a fucking megalodon's Probably femur. took a swim in mercury. Yeah, like, ooh, yeah. this, ooh, look, ooh. whale heart, bunk. He tried to stand on a turtle and he fell over. Uh, and so, uh, he died. Yeah, I'm checking And out. honestly, that's about it. That's well, pretty good. That's pretty well, good. He ate stuff. every conceivable animal. Uh, hedgehogs, cheetahs, 
Cheetahs. Yeah. Mice on toast. Mice on toast. Rhino. Mice on toast is so. Dude, gross. mice on toast was his favorite. That's so dumb. favorite. Yeah, but you can't trust that man's. I mean, he's eating heart. He's a, I'll have a simple house on toast. <laughs> King Louis, eat your heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about beans? No. no. Mouse. Mouse. Are we out shit. of mouse? Can we take a so, quick break? Uh, so all we have is rat. <laughs> yes. Is rat okay? It's fine. I don't like it. Rat on croissant? <laughs> what is this? All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with, with Matt's uh, 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 luring... Luring. Lurid? Lurid. No. Yeah, uh, 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 some, uh, some shit. Gangster shit that's gonna lead into mine, apparently. Oh my god. Yeah. Be right back, folks. And we're back. Oh, wow. That's fun. That's nice. Kinky. Oh, Kinky. I like it. Little. Now, little, Matt, I understand little. you have a rogue's tail. I do, I do, John. Because uh, a few, a few, a uh, few months ago, I suppose it was. I think it was uh, August, actually. Uh, you mentioned that you were going to do uh, a shorty about some guy who didn't fit in, hmm. mobster type thing. And so I uh, put together a bunch of this, and then um, I, as I was looking to fill it out today, I found uh, uh, more update, update, profiles update. Uh, and so initially, I was uh, um, I, I I was looking for like weird mobster types, and of course you get all those like the websites where it's like they're like the weirdest mobster nicknames, and, and every website 35. is just the copy and paste of the other website. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's all clickbait bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, there's ad, there's ads at the bottom for like sticking your dick in a cantaloupe or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Oh, those are, I would have. I would have stuck on that page, mm. I'll tell you that. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on. You tell me that God made cantaloupes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for for us, me? The fuck? The if, microwave? If it's perfect. Checkmate, atheists. <laughs> and so, and so they all have the same one. They all have uh, Louis uh, Haha uh, Atancio Jr., you know? Louis Haha Atancio Jr. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't really, I, I I'll look them all up later, maybe some other time, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Gaspipe Castle. I believe uh, he would carry around a pipe with, that was like, he killed someone with a pipe once, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gaspipe is, is uh, I think he mentioned frequently from uh, Sonny the Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and, and a leader of the, one of the families, I think. Uh, pretty high up, at least. Maybe some sort of uh, underboss or something like that. Uh, Peter Horseface Licavoli. Probably a really ugly man, huh. you imagine? Mm -hmm. yeah. They're not all ironic. They're usually, they're mostly not ironic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turns out. They're Italian. Yeah. Uh, Angelo Quack Quack Ruggiero. I should have looked that one up. That's fun. Quack Quack. Uh, Philip Chicken Man Testa. Mm. Uh, when Springsteen says they blew up the Chicken Man Philly last night, that's the man he's talking about. The Chicken oh. Man. Yeah. Peter the Crumb Caprio. The Crumb is an interesting one. Yeah. Probably had, he probably had crackers all over him. He's a mess. Might have been a little guy. Uh, there's uh, Anthony Big Tuna Accardo, also known as Joe Batters. Big Tuna, yeah. hey, from the office. And you, uh, you can guess where he got his nickname, I think. Joe Batters. Uh, Baseball it, bat. Yes. Uh, I was gonna uh, say. He murdered three mobsters who betrayed his outfit. Uh, Al Capone allegedly said, Boy, this kid's a real Joe Batters. In that voice, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I imagine that's how he talked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Tuna was uh, was given to him by the Chicago newspapers when he was photographed with a giant tuna he caught during a fishing expedition. Dude, tunas are big. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 
Really original stuff back then. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Joey Brains Amb- Ambrosino. Probably a fucking dummy. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe not, based on everything else we've learned. Yeah. Joey Brains, though. It doesn't sound like a great name. Uh, Luigi Baby Shacks Menaccio. Baby Shacks? Yeah, Baby Shacks. Well, probably, you know, maybe he had a song, like Baby Shacks. Yeah. Uh, there's also Vincent. Got a lot of incubators. <laughs> I don't know, an incubated house. Yeah. There's Vincent Jimmy the Bear Flemmy. Vincent Jimmy the Bear. Yeah. Flemmy. Boston mobster, criminal murderer, member of the Winter Hill Gang. Big guy. Oh, Winter Hill Gang. Yeah. Hey. Which is? Uh, uh, the guy from the Johnny Depp motion picture. The Winter Hill Gang. Yes. Whitey, oh, Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger, Bulger. yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, by uh, brief time Spotting in up. brief time in Dublin, I be- befriended uh, one of the locals there. He told me that the uh, the Irish are big fans of Whitey Bulger. No shit. And well, the Winter Hill Gang sent uh, a bunch of weapons to the IRA. Yeah, I'm more of a well, Sugar I mean, Hill I, Gang I, type. I don't of know guy. if like big fan, is, but like very very fascinated with. Yeah, it take, all these things take on folklorish things, sure, and, sure. and people can be like, ah, it wasn't an iron bowl, yeah, it was a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, when they found out he was snitching for fucking his whole fucking career, yes. were they yeah. big fans? Yeah. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. I think Bulger got on the government fucking dick in like the 60s. Yeah, so so Vincent uh, Flemmy's brother, Stephen, who was known as the Rifleman, who uh, mm-hmm. he got his nickname because he was, he was trained by the army in shooting rifles. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he actually snitched, became a snitch to the FBI before Bulger. They were both members of the Winter Hill Gang, and Bulger reportedly uh, told him, "Your secret's safe with me," Wink. because shortly after Stephen had started snitching, Bulger had started snitching, mm. and so they both knew, or at least Bulger knew that Flemmy was snitching. Yes, but I want to talk about a guy who shows up on these lists, uh, Joe the Animal Barboza. Hey. And uh, so, so uh, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, John, you're talking about the Irish earlier. Aaron, you're talking about the English. There's and a, animals. Yeah. And there's a, a, a city in England called Boston. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's so funny. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's on the south of, of England, mm-hmm. John, which you're familiar with. Ugh. It's at the bottom. Am I? Yeah. Why am I familiar with it? Well, because you're familiar with the bottoms. No, no. Because remember we had, we had that old, old argument about where Liverpool was in England? Oh, yeah, it wasn't an argument. It was just me being wrong. <laughs> well, sometimes that's, that's what an good, argument yeah, is. Good, you're a good man. <laughs> I was just saying, I, was, I thought it was. Because I thought it was one of the cities that was closest to get to from Ireland. Well, but, no, I mean, but it, it's it more is, northwest. It is, it's, a, right? it's a 45 minute flight from Dublin straight across. Yeah, you know, but I'm talking, about, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about boat days. Well, it, I mean, it still is. It's probably like, it probably, it's, it's like a 13 hour boat ride, but. Mm. Uh, but it is straight across from Dublin. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Left right. right. I guess Left that's right. why I didn't know. I always thought, you know, England position higher or whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> right. And then England, you know, the northwest of England, Blackpool and those areas, they, yeah. they stretch up. And that's I guess Scotland. I didn't understand that it's more like this. Yeah. I thought it was, more, I thought it was more like this. Yeah. Now, listeners like, at home, he's kind of doing like a mime thing. <laughs> yeah, he's stuck in a glass box. It looks like he's trying to get out of a glass box. <laughs> yeah. Not an edible. <laughs> So, uh, so let's see. This is a story of Joe the Animal Barboza, and this is going to concern um, the um, the '60s, a bunch of the '60s uh, Irish, or the mob wars in Boston hmm. uh, between Boston, it, England, Massachusetts. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh. Between the the Italian mob and the Irish mobs, mm. um, and so many Irish people, uh, and the Irish even had their own like own battle within mobs. Mm-hmm. You don't say. 
to the point where so many so many Irish people died that the the Boston Herald's obituary was uh, was nicknamed the Irish Sports Pages. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, I mean it, it, it's 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 part and parcel for um, you know a, any of it is like uh, you know um, there there would be a thing where even like uh, the Westies stay around in New York as as an Irish gang, but it would be uh, through uh, having to make some deal with one of the one of the New York Italian families. Right, but it was still a thing where they were like, nah, let's let's make a truce here, just because like they are all over there, and like we don't really know them. So it'd be easier to just make some kind of a deal with them, but like guys that we do know, they're easy to kill. We know them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So it was like kind of a thing where like like the Eternacine warfare is is always easier mm-hmm. than uh uh you know uh, civil war is easier in gangs than a uh, war with the uh, uh opposing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so a bunch of this, a, mo- a lot of the good details here comes uh, from Tom Jones uh, at Gangster Inc. And uh, also Mark Sangini, who wrote a book about the Boston mob. And uh, he, uh, he also wrote that book about the New England scoundrels for the Hetty Green episode that I used. Oh, uh, scoundrel. Uh, so uh, the animal, Joe Barboza. He was born in 1932, New Bedford, a family of uh, second generation Portuguese uh, so the Portuguese guy, no matter he could never be a made man, and no matter in either mob, you know, Irish or English or, or Italian mob, mm. right? Uh, uh, his, his father was a prize fighter, uh, uh, never amounted to a pro. Uh, his mother, I think she was a seamstress. I can't remember. Uh, uh, Barbosa would grow up, and he, he would get into prize fighting too. He he won eight bouts out of eleven, uh, but uh, he seemed to enjoy crime the most. Mm. Crime is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, how many Portuguese there were in Boston, like. Well, yeah, I mean, the, you know, uh, pretty good, pretty good number, I imagine, uh, especially it being because, uh, you know, they were so good with with uh, sailing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like big city like that. Uh, I mean, you know, well, in New Bedford is uh, I, I, it's my understanding. There are a lot New of Portuguese Bed- New Bedford in, is in, in New England. In, There's in, a lot it, of it's not really it's not near Boston. I, I mean, I, I assume it's New Bedford, Connecticut. I, did your I mean, well, your your uh, grandma, for instance, like mm. did she know a lot of other uh, Spanish people in L.A.? Oh, I'm sorry, Massachusetts. No, no, I said Connecticut. No. Where is it? It's a fucking hike, right? Almost none. But kinda, I would imagine. Yeah, but L.A. is a lot farther. It's a lot farther. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. It's, Irish people end up everywhere because we have to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but even still, I would say, yeah, few and far between, I, I would imagine. Yeah. But in New England, I, 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 it's my understanding there's there's a lot of Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in New World shit, you know. Uh, New Bedford is, is uh, it's actually closer to Providence than Boston, but it's it's south. It's, you know, as the Cape turns out. Mm-hmm. Begins as its, the Cape turns. It's uh, right on the south edge of, uh, of Massachusetts there. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, he worked as a longshoreman, as you assume, as a Portuguese man and working on the coast. Uh, he was a great cook, apparently, and he spoke three languages. Mm. Uh, he, during his lifetime, he would be arrested, uh, or indicted 28 times, convicted seven times, imprisoned four times, and, uh, overall served 11 years in prison. Uh, 1950, by age 18, he was sent to Massachusetts Correctional Facility in Concord for five years for just piles of burglaries he committed. Hmm. Uh, three years in, he uh, uh, he had uh, a bunch of whiskey and amphetamine smuggled in, oh, cool. and then he and six other inmates uh, uh, took them, uh, beat up a guard. I think I think one of the sources said that uh, they killed a guard. 
uh, and they all escaped. And then they, uh, the ne- over the next 24 hours, they just went out and just kind of partied and just beat up random people. Oh, my God, And dude. then they were all arrested again. Meth. Uh, Nazi dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did their sentences for some reason were not extended. And uh, in '58 he was paroled, and uh, he returned to crime. He he would uh, became a, a loan shark and a, and a you know burglar. And uh, he he you know there's an interview he did in I think in the '70s on tape on film uh, where he talks about how he he's like. After 14 weeks, you know, uh, you know, a lot of guys, you hit him with a pipe, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, hit him in the stomach, hit him in the head, you hit him in the arm. Wait, after 14 weeks, what? Because because with, with the loan payments, he would say, oh, if, I, oh. If, after seven weeks, the then they, if they haven't paid you, they would start hiding. Yeah. And after 14 weeks, that's when you started beating him. Yeah. And he also said he's like he's like the people who died from uh, Shylocking. That's what he called. Were uh, the people who owed like ninety bucks, not the people who owed you five thousand, right? Because you weren't getting that money back if you killed the guy who owes you five thousand. That's right. That's right. Damn. Uh, and so uh, you're he, meant to warn those guys, the ninety dollar guy. You're meant to warn the guy that owes the yeah, yeah. And he talks about he said I stab people everywhere. I stab him in the arm. I stab him in the stomach. I stab him in the neck. Try it out. Yeah. Man. What's this do? Which uh, one's your money making hand? Oh, fuck. I stab the other one. <laughs> oh fuck! There's no- <laughs> There's an artery in here. Oh, fuck. And so the, his, his nickname, he didn't have a nickname, as, you know, even at that point, but he eventually he got this nickname, apparently, uh, an incident in 1958, so actually not that long after he got out. Uh, he's uh, he, he, he's at a bar called the Ebb Tide, which would later be called the Beach Ball. Uh, spate of, of mob murders were committed there. Was it the Ebb Tide? Ebb Tide. Ebb Tide. You know. good, good name. Yeah, mm. it is. Uh, better than the beach ball, but uh, so, you know, mm. if a bunch of people are murdered at your place, sometimes you got to change the name, you know. Mm. Yeah, rebranding. Yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> he's at this bar, the gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, it's for you. <laughs> he's out there getting beach balled. <laughs> So uh, uh, Joe Barbosa, he's drinking at this bar, and this old uh, this old Italian man is giving him shit because you know this uh, uh, Barbosa, by uh, according to one uh, one another mobster, he he looked like a silverback gorilla, <laughs> giant just giant big frame. He was like five ten, five eleven, big top heavy frame, little legs, you know. Huh, how much you bench? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a bowl. Yeah, they didn't. You know, they didn't realize the. Not, not a lot of them. Or I guess they, they all skipped like that. You know, yeah. like, even the boxers are like not a lot of, not a lot of squats. You know, mm. well, not back in those. They did days. the running. They thought yeah. that was enough. Uh, so he's drinking at this bar, and this uh, old he's being obnoxious, and this old Italian man tells him to knock it off. So uh, Barbosa hits him, and uh, at the bar is, is 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 Henry Tamalino, who is one of the founding members of the Patricia uh, uh, Patriarcha Crime Family. Uh, One of the uh, uh, and and attached to the Cosa Nostra a few from a few years before, and uh, big uh, big Boston crime family. Yes, yes. What the, the Italian Boston crime family? Yeah. And uh, Tamalino t- tells tells him, you know, probably knows his nickname is the referee. So I don't know if he was a, a boxing ref or what. But he tells him, he said, don't don't ever hit anybody with those hands. He said, I don't want to see you touch anybody with those hands again. So. Uh, uh, so Barbosa's at the bar with this Italian man who's who's harassing him, and so instead he just reaches over and bites a chunk of the man's ear off. 
And he goes, I didn't hit it. I didn't touch it with my hands. Good God. The referee was Mills Lane. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe rest in peace. Yeah. He was a bald man, so yeah. Uh, so Tam- <laughs> reportedly, Tamalino gave him the nickname The Animal. You're an animal, pal. Ah. You listen to me, though. You I like that. are an I animal. I said, don't use those hands, you motherfucker. You got around it. I like your style, kid. There's also, and you, you, you don't know how many of these stories are real, but. Uh, no. One, one time in a fight, he reportedly, supposedly, he chewed a man's cheek off. And, uh, and, and one time after he killed a guy, uh, a, a piece of the guy's skull blew off, and he, huh? uh, and he gnawed on it in front of uh, the people he was working with. Mm. And, you know, the people he was working with? Well, the people he was murdering people yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you see what I ah, I'm, I'm a maniac. Ah, hey, ah, all right, let's, go, animal. let's ah. go get some drinks. Sorry. The gorillas are vegetarians. <laughs> Well, he looked like one. He didn't act like one. It was probably just some kind of prehistoric fossil he found or something. <laughs> Here's a nice piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so uh, for all his loan sharking, he, he, he would later claim in this interview that he did uh, that he was making about five, uh, 5500 a week on the interest of these loans. And this is in the 60s? Yeah. So it's about 53000 a week today Whew. that he's making. Just, this is just on the Whew. interest. Uh, the juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know... It, it's a very, like, we, there weren't credit cards back then. No. If you needed money, you the mob was basically your only shot. Yeah, you, you gotta you, get your it. Shylock Express card. Yeah, and the interest rates Don't were, leave the beach ball without it. The interest rates weren't good. They might have been better than the, probably the, better than the, actual the payday credit loans. Card. Yeah, they're better than credit card rates. I mean, I give up. 29.99%? Yeah. Jesus I'll, Christ. I'll go with the Shylock. Uh, so, so he's still working on his own now. He's he's, he's become friendly with some of the Winter Hill gangs, especially uh, the Bear. Uh, so he does work for them sometimes, but he's still kind of doing his own thing. And he and he he, he has a group of, of like of of guys that he uses to burglarize and steal and do these loans. And uh, he he has a spot at a bar in East Boston that'd be called Barbosa's Corner. Mm-hmm. He would just hang out and you know he's working his you know he's doing his thing. Uh, but he gets noticed by the the patriarchal crime family. And so they recruit him and they bring him in. Uh, in 64, uh, he changes his last name to Baron, Joe Baron. Okay. Because, you know, trying to remove the, the Portuguese, you know? So, because like. I would have thought Barbosa was Italian. I don't know if I Right, did. right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, may, so maybe I could be wrong about that. But. Um, no, Barbosa's uh, Portuguese. Yeah, you're a Spanish man. Oh, you knew it the whole time? He's a Spanish Big man. Big surprise. Yeah, if it was Italian, it'd be like Barbarossa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Babuza. Um, what? I don't yeah. know, man. Let it, go. Let, it go. Let, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. So one of the things is, is that that same guy who gave him the nickname the uh, the animal uh, Henry Tamalillo, uh, which is also not his full name. I forget to write down what it, his real name is. Uh, but he hired Joe and Joe's crew on a monthly retainer uh, to do protection rackets on clubs and bars. And so basically, they would just go into a bar, cause a scene, and go, "You don't want this to happen, do you? Isn't this fucked up? Yeah." This is a mess. What do you? You need us to make sure this doesn't happen. It's a nice bar you had. You need us, the guys who did this, fucking catastrophe. To make sure, yes, perfect. (laughs) Pay us so we don't do. uh, And uh, he, um, uh, he's part. So you know, in the sixties is when the big Boston mob war is going on, and uh, he uh, he would claim that he killed the. at least 26 guys. Jesus Christ. Uh, by the end, you know, the final count 
dude, his life would maybe be closer to 40 or 50. Um, 50 people died in total in the Boston mob wars in three years. What, so, what time was that? So it'd be like like mid sixties to late sixties. And he's taking uh, he's claiming all of them. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, almost doing an ice man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I did, I did that one too. I did that one too. They were they were crybabies. I remember. Mm-hmm. The uh, the face tasted like shit. But but yeah yeah. But, but also like not everybody he killed was part of the war. Like so so one of the things this they are now. I don't know I don't know if it's ironic, but like so he always wanted to be a made man, but you know he couldn't be. He wanted to be the first Italian, non-Italian Sicilian guy to be made, and they would never do it. In fact, because he had slightly dark skin, they called him the N-word behind his back. <laughs> but meanwhile, he was a total racist, too, and reportedly killed two black guys just randomly because they were... Jesus Christ. What was he, Liam Neeson? Remember that? Yeah, uh, no, yeah not... <laughs> great misdirect. <laughs> <laughs> we solved that one. Uh, hmm? So, but he was cl- he was climbing the ranks of the family, but he was also like, he was he was <laughs> not behind his back. He was also uh, uh, he, like he's climbing the ranks, but he can't be a made man, and and he's also too well. He's an animal. So there's there's one story of him where I, I think it was a, a reporter tells this story of, of seeing him and this guy driving down the street, and he, he gets cut off by this uh, guy who's driving his family around, and so Barbosa's pulls in front of the guy, stops his car, and starts pounding on the windows, and then jumps on the hood and starts smashing in the windshield. Meanwhile, this guy and his family are just, like, crying. Oh and, and a cop is seeing this whole thing, recognizes it's Barbosa, and just walks the other way. No. Uh, there's another story of him. He's going in to, uh, to shake down a club, uh, and as he's doing it, he, uh, he, kills, uh, he kills one of the guys in there. And there's just a guy going in there. It's like right around Christmas, and there's a guy going in there just to uh, to pick up some money, or no, he's buy cigarettes, uh, and uh, just a random stranger going into the club to buy some cigarettes. Barbosa sees him. He's like, "That's a witness." Kills that guy too. Damn. And so, like, even though the the cops are scared of him, reporters, they're, like, there there's stories, pictures of him published in the newspaper. Would say no credits because the photographers didn't want oh, their names yeah. associated. So, but all of this is just bringing heat. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's not like you can't just you can if you kill mobsters as a mob guy, that might help the mob. Mm-hmm. But if you kill randos, that's not helpful. The guy that I will talk about after this, he had a quote where he goes, "Criminals will kill criminals, gangsters kill gangsters." Idiots kill civilians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And uh, so in 1965, um, he and three other guys, one of them the the bear, they kill this guy Teddy Deegan, who's uh, he's he's a Bonanno crime family member. Bonanno was the other uh, big family in 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 Boston, and this guy's just like he's just a hoodlum. He's just like a, a just burglar, small time guy. Uh, but he would he, he would burgle he burgled a lot of uh, patriarchal offices, and this 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 murder the day after this murder Flemmy, who is an FBI informant himself, tells the FBI he did it. Hours after this murder, Jagger Hoover has a memo on his desk from the Boston field office with the listing of the four guys who were involved, and this will become important in in a little bit. 
Uh, and then, so in Barbosa drove this like what was it, James Bond car? They called it the cops car called it. Uh-huh. It was a nineteen sixty five. Was it Aston Martin? No, what was it? I, I forgot. I, I forgot to write it down. But it's an Oldsmobile or something like new, nice car. And in the back, he had a uh, he had a, a a fog, a fog machine, a fog machine type thing. So he would hit a button and a bunch of fog would Are spread out the back. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? That's good. Yeah, it's good. But it also didn't seem to help him because just follow the. You, fog. you also know that car. Yeah. So it's like if it's, if you oh. see it anywhere, you're like, oh, that's that guy's car. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and the streets of Boston suck to drive around. Yeah. Because they're made for carriages. So He put that whistle on the exhaust pipe. That woo-woo-woo-woo. So, uh, so apparently he, he, according to the... He, so he was start, he, what he would do, he also started shaking down clubs that were also patriarchal clubs. And even though he was kind of working for them, he would start, you know, mm-hmm. shake down the wrong clubs. And, and, and he says uh, that... The, the the office, as he called them, uh, they're the reason that, that in uh, 66, as he's driving around in his car with a bunch of guns, uh, uh, cops pulled him over because there was a robbery a few days earlier, uh, and they uh, they arrested him with these with all these guns and a suspicion of maybe that robbery. And uh, two of his friends, raised, his bail was set at $100,000. Two of his friends raised $59,000 for his bail. The the patriarchs had those two guys killed and then stole all of the money. Jeez. Oh my god! And so in '67, he's found guilty on illegal weapons charges. He's sentenced to four or five years in Walpole State Prison. And it's around this time in 1967 that he starts working for the FBI. And he testifies in three cases. And in one of the cases, this the, is the animal. This is the animal. Okay. He testifies in three cases, and one of the case, and, and the ju- jurors would later say we did not find him believable at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a fog machine that's cutless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the FBI has him on weapons charges. They also go like, "Hey, we we're we're pretty sure you're involved in other stuff," and they also know he's involved in the Deegan murder. Yeah, with Fleming. And but in in '67, after he starts working with the FBI, the FBI convicts six men for the murder of Teddy Deegan. Barbosa's not one of them, and Fleming's not one of them. Four of them are guys who are attached to the uh, patriarchal crime family. One of them, the guy who gave him the nickname Henry Tamalio, oh. and those and four of the six guys that they convict had nothing to do yeah. with the murder. And the FBI knew this. Yes. And, and Barbosa created a fake story. Yeah, and the FBI had, uh, I, I, I think it was Fleming and another guy, say, you corroborate that on stand, we'll, let, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll lessen the, 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 yeah. the, your sentences for the other crimes. Oh, yeah. We, want, we just want to get these other guys out. Yeah, yeah. absolute scoundrels. Yeah, they didn't have a reason, they like, didn't have a, a thing on these other guys. They knew they were mobsters. They wanted them off the street. And this is also before that time where they knew how to work Rico and, right. and really get everybody off the street. So they were it just like. It probably wasn't even a law by then. I think it started, yeah, I think it started uh, somewhere in the 70s. Yeah. So and then they were like, and then you tell us how to hook up that fog machine on the back of our yeah, cruisers. That, I'll knock off another six months. Yeah, yeah. hell. So and this and this was all revealed in um, a congressional report from uh, 2003 2004, 108 Congress, and it's uh, the the report is titled "Everything Secret Degenerates: The FBI's Use of Murderers as Informants." Yeah, 
Uh, and so they write four of the many named uh, Luis Greco, Peter Lamone, Henry Tamalio, Joseph Salvati had nothing to do with the crime. And one, he did not name Jimmy the Bear Flemmy, who won actually the ringleaders and may have well been the trigger man. The day after the murder, Flemmy admitted to the FBI informant that he was in on it. Uh, Flemmy was also an FBI informant. Yeah. I think there was this idea with the FBI where they're going like, people that know they're caught, but have not yet been convicted will not lie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no, no yeah. truth to that logic whatsoever. No, no, I mean, use law enforcement, you right back. Law enforcement loves to use faulty reasoning. And yeah, just, yeah, just whatever, give us a reason. Whatever uh, works yeah, and for also, them. And also, like, you know, convince us of the narrative we're already assured of. Yeah. We, we will ask you the questions. Yeah. It's like that thing of, uh, you know... Uh, Tell the, us what we want to hear. The kids yeah. in Jordan, Minnesota, where it's going like, and, and this person touched you, right? And, and, yeah, and, the kids and they made us going, poo-poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy that's like, okay, you know I got three bodies on me. And you're going like, did uh, fucking uh, Jimmy Fatballs ask you to fucking yeah. uh, kill his wife? And you go like... Didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jimmy Fatballs. That's Fat- the take. Jimmy yeah. Fatballs. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Fatballs. Yeah, he did. Fat balls. Now, now that I think about it, yeah, he did. Like, like right. he, he asked me to kill his knife. I mean, why? <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I, 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 we've talked about it in previous episodes, but like, the police don't do what is right or wrong. They do what is most convenient for them. Yeah. In most cases. And the FBI is especially, like, I mean, the FBI is not immune to that. No. And the catching up, I think, is um, something they, they really feel like they can't do. Or, like, I, like, I. I <laughs> I think they like kind of know they're bad investigators. A lot of times they're like, "We just need somebody to tell us what's going on." Well, well no, and like, we will be like, oh, "Listen, dude, okay, you killed five, six, seven people. Some of them women, some of them children. Fine, but just tell us what's going on because we don't know." <laughs> I don't think they would ever admit they're bad investigators. I think them. <laughs> no, they would never. I think them getting four people, even if they had nothing to do with it, indicted. They go, "Hey, pretty good headlines, huh? Man, we're fucking good." Dude, twenty percent of the well, people thought they were joining the female body investigators, especially inspectors. <laughs> Especially when you know, like, there's no way I can connect this guy. And also, I don't get in trouble for in, fucking in, stuff. In the pre-wiretape era, in the pre-Rico Surve- era. In the pre-ubiquitous surveillance era. It's like, give us a believable story. Where you go, like, all right, I know this guy just sits in a coffee shop and acts like a sweetheart all day, but he's actually directing most right. the yeah. murder and, uh, you know, all that. But also, like, you know, in, like, those neighborhoods and stuff like that, like, once you, like, let's say you take over a block, right? And you're going like, all right, well, now our bars, let's say we are, we're all bar owners, right? All right, cool. Hey, nice. We're all bar owners, like, in the Bronx or whatever. And we go like, all right, this, this, fucking, this fucking family is in charge. And we this go fucking like, family. And we go like, all right, we give, we, give this fucking, we give this fucking, you know, envelope once a week or whatever. But we also know, like, somebody fucking breaks up the bar. Like, it's not like calling the cops where it's like, I don't know what happened, dude. You know, like, uh, kneecaps are getting smashed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a thing where you go like... Is there a part of that community that goes like they're doing a better job than the cops? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure at some point, especially because the cops are also so. If you go like, sometimes in on it, if you go like it's just a different form of tax or whatever. Like there's yeah, there's that aspect of it of where course. it's like you know there's there's um, what's well, the whole reason the ma- the mafia in the states was created? And also, right, yeah, it, yeah. it's specifically the thing why everybody in that documentary about Rickles takes 20 minutes to describe how the- Bay Vegas was better when Vegas, the mob ran it. Yeah, yeah. The, talking about, like, a woman could walk alone, and and it was, like, down the street, mm-hmm. and, like, with, with, like, no fear. Yeah. yeah, nobody's handing out fucking porno pamphlets, there's no <laughs> yeah, blue yeah. man group around stuffing marshmallows in their face. It was better. Well, I mean, the story of the whole, like- No, but seriously, like, yes, I think was, about, like, zero crime rate, like- 
Well, but you know, but also the 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 inciting incident for the Boston mob wars was one of the family, a member of one of the families, made a pass at the girlfriend of a member of one of the other families at a party. Yeah, and the react the response was to then beat the shit out of him and and then throw it throw his still living body. Oh yes, uh, in, in front of the hospital. No, no, no. And, I, then, and then one of the groups goes, "Hey, uh, they meet with." They meet with the other group and they go, "Hey, can you can we can you give him to us?" And the one group says, "No, we can't." And then they find out uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the, the the leaders. He goes. He 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 sees a bunch of guys around his car. He goes out. They run away. He finds three sticks of dynamite under the car. Yeah. And then they just start murdering. Each other. Yeah. You guys forgot the oh. All because one of them made a pass. At a, yeah. At another, and that stuff that stuff happens in in you know. So those women that walking down the street. They might not have been safe from mob guys. No, might have been safe from no, the regulars. No, they, yeah, they probably were. Were. were uh, but it, there is a thing there where you just go like, um, you know, there's it. Seem it can seem like there's some more immediate response about like you know the thing of like, uh, hey, not only did I I, I get your shit that was stolen back. It, it won't happen again. Yeah. Like, that sort of thing. It like, can't sure. happen again. You know. Let's just say he's going to be going around town in an iron bowl for the rest of his life. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throw a pork chop in there every now and then. Okay. <laughs> Couple of potatoes. Got to be sitting in his own stew. I can't do the impression. Damn. You so, can, you're getting pretty good. Okay, so, babe. In 1970, the, the uh, American Witness Protection Program is started, and um, Barboza is the first guy to enter it. Wow. Huh. Yeah, there's a trivia fact for you. Uh, and so in 1970, Joseph Bentley and his family arrive in California. Joey B. Yeah, he'd really, really Bentley. big name change. Nice. Yeah. Joe, uh, yeah, low profile. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's my daughter Mercedes. Remember, low and my profile. My son Jaguar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the government, uh, they paid for him to attend the Marine Cooks and Stewards training program. Ooh. He goes through this uh, this uh, 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 cooking school. He is uh, um, sent as the cook on a USS vessel for a few months. Uh, but he eventually, when he gets back to, I think they're they're in around the Santa Rosa area. I think California near 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 San Francisco, California. And uh, or Santa Clara, maybe near 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 San Francisco. Okay. Um, and he has like a group of um, well, he I mean he makes some friends, I guess. And uh, someone commenting on this article, Gangster Inc. says, "Yeah, like, I remember him. I I a couple times I invited him over for for dinner with my pet. Like he with made my parents. some great linguine. Like, you know, who the fuck knows if that's but but one of the guys um is that he meets friends with." That he makes friends with is a guy who is a uh, a burglar, oh. and this guy one day he tells Joe he tells tells him about this house robbery he did where he stole over two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of stuff, and this is like this is seventy one. Yeah. Oh my god! And uh, uh, kind of not long after this, I mean jewelry or whatever, but not long after this guy this guy's found dead. Uh, well, he's no, he's not found dead. No, he disappears, and that'll become important. Uh, and so in 1971, only a year into this witness protection, uh, Joe, uh, Joseph Bentley drives back to New England, uh, reportedly to have a sit down with the mob. Well, who knows if this is true? To like, you know, clear the air. On the way, he's in New Bedford uh, and, uh, you know, hometown. And uh, he, he, uh, he, he 
becomes like he has some road rage incident with some guys, pulls out a gun, threatens them. They notify the police in Bristol. I said this might be Connecticut. I can't remember. Uh, and this is the police, you know, track him down and they find that he has a loaded firearm, a bunch of marijuana. Uh, he's arrested. He's broken his parole and he's incarcerated at Walpole State Prison. And while he's in Walpole State Prison, he tells uh, his cellmate, who is a murderer, he tells him about killing this guy in California. And he gives him all of the details. He tells him where he buried him, that there's a big-ass stump on his, uh, his, his uh, grave. Uh, and he also tells this guy that he also murdered six other people during his time in California. He was only there for like a year. Mm. And his cellmate goes... I don't like hippie shit. <laughs> His cellmate goes, well, that's a lot of interesting information. So he tells his lawyer, they contact the Walpole authorities. They don't do anything. So then his lawyer contacts the Santa Rosa, California department. And following the details of the cellmate's story, like everything mm -hmm. he heard, they find the stump. The body. And, and they find the body. And now Barbosa is, uh, he's taken to court. He's found guilty of this murder. But the district... The, the, the Department of Justice attorney, Edward Harrington, tells the court it is essential that the government should fulfill its commitment to Barboza and do all within its power to ensure that he suffers no harm as a result of his cooperation with the federal government. Ooh. He's one of us. Damn. Lee Bailey is Barboza's uh, oh, attorney. Oh, fuck. And Lee Bailey says his response is, Barboza was sentenced to five years to life and was hustled off to Montana to some country club to serve his time. Damn. His own lawyer. Uh, so he's in prison now. It's 1972. Um, Playing and pickleball and shit. Yeah. That hasn't been invented yet. Uh, hasn't? I don't know. I don't know. And in 1972, he appears as a witness at a government select committee investigating the fixing of horse races. And he shows up with this big, like, this weird, like, f goatee. Weird beard. And, like, a big pair of glasses. Look at here, brother. <laughs> like, they're still doing witness protection for the guy who murdered a bunch of people yeah. after they... Witness protected him. Oh, and, yeah. and they will. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and he appears at this Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You better. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> you better slip into some Portuguese sausage. <laughs> you better drive right. You better act right. You better Say your prayers. Right. Take your vitamins. You bury them right. with the fishes. <laughs> I don't even know what voice that is. Yeah, you're close enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And and so he's he is brought in as this expert on mob horse race fixing. <laughs> me, me like purely just because. The government has him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's try him out. Equus, son of Flequus, son of Flequus, <laughs> who lives four years. <laughs> so there's this guy. I'm coming for you now. There is now my mouth is sharp chain and it never comes out. My chinkle chinkle will <laughs> take you down to the mat. <laughs> My jingle jangle goes around your goes sounds like this. It goes up. I knew a guy named Chinkle Chinkle. So there's this Chinese. guy. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This guy named Vincent Teresa, who was a top captain for the patriarchal family. And his response to seeing this was he said, 
The committee didn't know what time of day it was. They had Barboza testifying about fixing races. He never fixed a race in his life. He was an enforcer, an assassin, not a money man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the government is just using a guy. They keep using this guy. Guys, it's all us. Yeah. To tell them whatever they want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And You work and, for us now. And, uh, uh. It is that, right? And, and Barboza also talks about He how, became a made man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and another, like, and, uh. Yeah, he became, yeah. It is kind of that. That's the ultimate mate, man. And so he goes back to jail for his five-year sentence. While in jail, he publishes an autobiography called Barbosa. Um, and I think it's either here or in that Senate hearing. I think it's here where he in that book where he talks about how, according to him, Sinatra is involved with the mob. Mm. And I don't know if that's where the story started, but... Mm. Uh, it's you know it is seventy five, so mm. it seems you know. But uh, the amazing thing about this autobiography, which he had you know ghost written, but the amazing thing about this biography, the DOJ attorney who said that thing about we should fulfill our commitment to him, wrote the preface to his autobiography. Yeah. This guy would later become like the number one judge in Massachusetts and would. No shit. Yeah. Like, insane. Just yeah. the government completely f- failing to do any sort of. Not caring about it in no, you're such on, a way. You're on, you're on our side or not. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, yeah. Oh, he's been such a good guy to us. You know, he murdered six people in California, but like, I mean, he helped us been with so many Yeah, lies. but they were like yeah. wacky yeah. ass hippies. Yeah, there's some shit. You saw that Manson family shit. It was him or them. Yeah. So, you can trust. So in 76, he gets out of jail, uh, and he starts hanging out with, um, you know, just some new people in California. One of the guys, I don't know how, there's no, there's no talk of how this happened, but he notifies the Boston mob that proposes a regular friend who comes over to his apartment. Uh, Joseph Russo, two other guys show up one day. They gun down Barbosa as he's leaving his friend's place. Apparently, uh, his last words were something like, you fucking assholes or something. You fucking motherfuckers. That's so yeah. legit. Yeah. So he doing to me what I do. He's like, he's fucking clutching. He's just, uh, cream mm-hmm. rising. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this murder of Barbosa uh, by Joseph Russo would lead uh, Patriarcha Conciliaire uh, Ilya Zanino to say that Joseph Russo was, quote, a genius with a fucking carbine. Hey, nice. Yeah, which Damn. would be kind of his, like, mob epitaph. Mm. Uh, Barbosa's attorney, Effley Bailey, said about his death, with all due respect to my former client, I don't think society has suffered a great loss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And Effley Bailey was... Uh, um, you may recognize the name because he was, uh, he was, he was a OJ. Yeah. With the yeah. OJ shit. Yes. Fame, famous, famous um, defense lawyer. I believe, uh, was he, was, um, he involved in the Manson child? Uh, I don't know. He mm-hmm. might, I mean, he might have. Uh, he I was, know. I believe retained by Gotti, uh, before that all got upset, uh, by, by Sammy, uh, the bull Gravano, uh, uh, cooperating. Um, but yeah, he, he was, he was the name, mm-hmm. uh, before, uh, you know, Johnny Cochran, I guess, or you know, like Shapiro, yeah. Shapiro, yeah. you know, but yeah, the, the name of like, uh, buying your way out of trouble for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and so the, that's where Barboza's life ends, but the story doesn't end there. <gasps> in July, 2007, U.S. District Judge Nancy Gertner in Boston 
found the FBI helped convict the four men, the U.S. government, two of them who died in jail, two of them were freed in the early 2000s no after shit. the FBI files became public. They sued the government, and the U.S. government was ordered to pay $100 million in damages to the four families. No oh, way! Shit. So, nice. thank you, FBI. You did great work costing oh, the American God. people $100 million. Damn. Like, every time the LAPD attacks the wrong yeah, person, yeah, does yeah, it. Yeah. They don't pay the price for it. Yeah, no, we, we, it we pay out, for it. We yeah, pay for it. No. They should have to get and yet insurance. they work for us. They should have to get Turns it. out they don't. No, no. And that's the story of the animal. That's very one good. Of the, one not, of the silliest not mob the Rob names. Schneider motion picture. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. And I, I got a little shorty to wrap things up. Wrap it up, B. And we're back. Mm. Hmm. Hey, that's nice. Hi. I'll tell you what's crazy. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, Matt scared me today when I was. Matt scared you. He scared me. No, because he was like, "Oh, I got a weird gangster," and I was like, oh, "I told you, I, I was like, where's your gangster from?" And he goes, "Boston." And I was like, oh, "Dude, are we doing the same fucking gang?" No, there's only like four or five guys out there. Yeah, four, five, three, four, five guys. <laughs> but so uh, uh, he was like, "I was like, when like sixties or or seventies, eighties, nineties?" He goes, "No, it's sixties." I was like, "Oh, cool. Never <laughs> mm. <laughs> mind. I'm sorry." <laughs> and then I left. Yeah, he just walked out of the whole yeah, park. Yeah, fucking took a dump in his pants. Uh, no, he took one here. Oh, but in uh, the <laughs> Dorchester, Dorchester, Dorchester area of Boston. Jesus. Uh, no, I, I think it'd be more like Dorchester. Like the the it wouldn't be ah. Uh, yeah, oh, they pronounce the as there now. No, it'd be it'd be or Chester. Dorchester. Yeah. Dorchester. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. So Dorchester area yeah. of Boston. There you go. Um, I think this guy uh, was born seventy uh, one, and what year? Oh, nineteen seventy one. Nineteen seventy one. Oh, yeah. yeah, young guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, the 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 uh, Gen the, X. The animal years are are in the rear view mirror. And, full of smoke. Uh, he was. Um, I think he was left by his dad, who who was uh, uh, like an enforcer for the Irish mob. Mm -hmm. In Dorchester, uh, <laughs> when he was three or two, mm -hmm. um, and so then he was raised by his mom. Uh, I think his mom got like diabetes. Uh, a bunch of the sisters in the family got like strung out on like heroin and stuff like that. <sighs> not not a great area, I suppose. Uh, and I think he had like a relative that died uh, that he was staying in the apartment in when he was fourteen. Fuck. After uh, his mother died. Uh, dude, Christ. dude, like a blood clot when he was uh, fourteen. She's Jamaican. So, what? Jamaican? What? She had blood clot. <laughs> Terrible joke. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he hung out with a bunch of street guys, right? And he was like, you know, doing fucking roids and shit like that. You know, you know all about that. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, roids, crack, meth, uh, gay sex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was the he, best. He, he, Roy's, Roy's be good for you. Big boy, big uh, you know, street hockey kid, okay. shit like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, "Fucking, your fucking family's dead. Your sisters, <laughs> sisters are on heroin and shit like that." Like, bro, like, and he just was still like, no handouts, bro, and like he didn't want help. Didn't want help. And then like somebody was just like, "Okay, well, I can get you a job because like, look at you, you're a fucking big galoot." Yeah. Um, his name is uh John Willis. And 
So yeah, he grows up in this area. It was really rough and tumble thing. He's juicing. Uh, yeah, and you know, family's dead by the time he's fourteen, and like you know, when his mom like had like diabetes and like lost her legs or whatever, like, you know, like roll around in a pool. Yeah, he would like mm. you know he, he would he would be out working for the family because like there was no father, right. and uh, as a younger kid than fourteen, right. And then he's just like, I had to quit those jobs to take care of my mom, mm-hmm. and then she died with this this blood clot thing. And then the, the neighborhood kids who were like, you know, tough kids from Dorchester, they were like, all right, dude, you're a fucking big galoot. Like, let's get you, lie about your age and get you um, a gig bouncing at uh-huh. a bar. Got it. And so he takes that, right? And um, there's fucking, uh, you know, just one night uh, at the bar, where it's like, all right, this is definitely the uh, the Asian the Asian gang members come in. Ooh, and uh, he's like, they got all the fucking slick suits and the spiked up hair and shit like that, and like, cool. And uh, the owner of the bar tells me, like, dude, these guys are fucking legit fucked up gangsters. Like, do not fuck with them. Don't get involved with their shit. Was it like the Yakuza on a world tour? Huh? No, I was just trying to think of Asian gangsters. I was like the you know triads. The Yakuza is just like let's see what let's see what's happening in in Boston area. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah, uh, dude. It, the accents must have been crazy. <laughs> the thing is, is that at the time, a no, Japanese accent with a Boston accent. Holy shit! I think I, I, ironically, at the time, uh, I you know I haven't read about any Japanese. I wrote about uh, Chinese, Vietnamese, mm-hmm. Korean. Mm. Um. All in the native language, too. But really, really it, it seems like uh, it, it was mostly uh, uh, Vietnamese, uh, Chinese. Oh, 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 in the Boston area. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. And so there was a thing where there was something going on with, uh, you know, some Korean guy and uh, and this and this Chinese gangster whose name was, uh, he was called uh, Joe Vei Peng. And, um, Joe Vei Peng? Yeah. Speaking of vaping, no. this is brought to you by. I, I've, all, I've, I've also heard it called Joe uh, Weiping, and in, and in quotes, John. Great, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that was his yeah, mobster yeah. nickname. It's like Joe is already, yeah. you know, whatever. We already got a bet. You're John. So he was in like a really tight spot, and I don't know where John Willis comes out and just goes like, "Yo, don't fuck with this guy anymore." And he takes the guy. I think he got maced by uh, uh, this Korean gangster. And then he's taking him into the bathroom. He, he defends him, takes him to the bathroom to like wash out his eyes. And he turns around, and there's a bunch of Chinese guys, right? Holy shit! And they're like, "What are you doing with our guy?" Because it's like kind of the boss man. Ooh. And he's like, I don't, and and they're like, should we fuck you up? And then uh, Joe, is jo- <laughs> how polite? <laughs> yeah, Joe, me, sir. Joe vaping is like, uh, <laughs> Joe vaping is like, he goes, no, leave him alone, you fucking idiots. He just shouts it out in Chinese, and they all fucking like, and he goes, then he gives him a card, and he goes, listen, dude, he's like, if you ever fucking need help, he's like, hit me up. This must be the guy you're you're talking about those months ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, fantastic. Um, so then he's like down to like his last dollar, and you know he he doesn't want to ask for help from from the Dorchester boys. Yeah. <laughs> but he outsources it's fucking Chinese. Yeah. And he goes like, all right, well, you know, but to him he's like, this is something I've earned. Like, right. I, I got a favor, right? Sure. And so he calls the number, and then like you know, like six Chinese dudes get out of a car. <laughs> Outside the payphone where he called them. Like, it was a two-door car. And they're like, hey, you're fucking John? And he goes like, yeah, where's Joe? And they're like, don't worry, we're going to see him. 
And then they go back to this, like, some, you know, building where it's just, like, I mean, old ladies, children. Yeah, like, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, uh, it's it, But it's also, like, the headquarters of Ping On, which is the Chinese, uh-huh. uh, um, <laughs> like, a gang mm-hmm. that is, like, you fucking, you, you spoke up for him, dude. Like, you're, now you're one of us. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of a star. And, he, and he's... You know, fifteen, sixteen, no family, and this is this is who Steven Seagal wish he was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. But then, but this is also like what at least two gang movies from New York, <laughs> right? Well, the thing the thing is, here, oh, yeah, there was that one with Jared Leto. But the thing, oh, yeah. the thing is here too that that is, is really important is like this kid who really, really wanted and needed family finds it like overnight. Mm-hmm. And because it, it's like, as long as I remember, I always want to be a part of a family. <laughs> but like, really think about it. Like, dude, like he went to like his sisters for help, and like they were like getting high, and they just like slipped a note under the door, being like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. Like, wow. this is after like parents are dead. He lost his brother. He lost. Yeah, his, yeah. He lost yeah, no, no. I get. I, and the I, heroin I get. probably came from fucking China. <laughs> <laughs> Deep. It was a. It was a. It was a long game. Long gone. Probably came from Afghanistan. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, China White. I, th- I I think I think like most of the the heroin in the world comes from Afghanistan. I think it's Afghanistan. Like- <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm going, baby. I think it's like we're not pulling out from Afghanistan. <laughs> not in my house. I think it's like eighty percent or something. Now, yeah. I remember the opium wars, etc. Yeah, yeah. But so you know, he's in this thing, and like he, but he's this street kid from Dorchester. Mm-hmm. And he's going like now, like I'm here, and like he's like I'm I'm welcomed in and all that. But he's also going like they don't they're making fun of me for not knowing how to use chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. going like you know, but also like you know the older guys are, are, are like teaching me like hey man like you know you got to learn patience like you can't be like with that quick Boston temper mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, and then they're also showing them like the respect for the elders mm-hmm. like how to pour the tea for them mm-hmm. with the spout away when you put it down all that stuff taking your shoes and, off and, inside and oh all, my yeah, god you guys all, get it all this fucking shit about like uh, you know um, decorum yeah. not, not, and also not reacting fast like just right. like not, give it a second yeah like just chill out and um, you know there's, you know, it, it seems like in the history of uh, the uh, the triad uh, farm teams is is what they basically thought of of uh, the Chinese gangs in in, in, the, in the states. It was, was the minor leagues. It was the minor leagues, mm. and so Ping On would have been one of them because that guy came from um, I think what do they call like uh, Triad fourteen or something. Um, it, it, which which goes like I think dates back to like the 17th century or something <laughs> like like something insane like that, and it's this thing about being like yeah like you know and but so, try it out so yeah. then so then they're going around and uh, and they're going to you know uh, the main thing that that gang controls is gambling dens and the massage parlors right uh. so you're you're dealing with basically like again. Don't like don't fuck with a civilian. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck with people that are involved with crime. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're going to either one of these places, you know you're on uh, the vice patch. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you know, um, and he's also he he's trusted more and more because he came in as a doe-eyed kid. Like he's not 28 coming Round in. Eye. He's yeah. They call him, they they ended up calling him a white devil. 
Nice. That became his name in the group. Pretty cool. And uh, that's a that's a that's a good name. <laughs> Great name. You spend ten minutes in China, you come up white man. It's white devil. <laughs> but he, you know, he he would just do whatever he was told, and 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 he proved himself like as an enforcer because they were also like, this guy's real big. Yeah. And that's and a, we're not. And we're not. And that's a real good look for us. Yeah. You know. And then it was the thing where like he, you know, they're going out and like you know they're in the place and like, and he was going like. Hi, this is the family that took me in. He's like, dude, I'm, I, I, he learned Chinese. Yeah. And he learned course, it from yeah. like the gangster movies. Fuck. He learned it, wow, from, he, like, he learned it from like cards he kept. And, and then he learned Vietnamese. Jesus. And, and like, and he just kept going, you know? And it was the thing where then, you know, he got into this thing where like the Chinese elders in the crime families are going like, that fucking big doofy white boy knows Chinese. Like, <laughs> this he, is my man. He, yeah, re- yeah. he really showed up. And, even in the FBI, they were like, we've never seen anything like this in Asian crime right. ever. Huh. There's never been yeah, they're very, a, a white boy, you know, that, an outsider that's yeah. been, and, and like. So they had to stop him. No, but to that, to that point, there was a thing where it was like, uh, even when uh, the guy that started uh, Ping On, um, when he was uh, questioned, he, he, he got caught for, for, some, for some shit. And then they were like, okay, we're going to give you total immunity. And and he was like he still didn't say shit, and then they were like so they sent him to a bunch of years, and then he goes to China, and so he's the guy that launched this gang family, and eventually at some point he comes back, and uh, John Willis had kind of proven himself in New York uh, because he started in Boston, and they sent him there, and at this point he had you know he had learned Chinese, and uh, and then Chinese girls would be impressed by that. They were like, he could even do, like, the accent, like, down. Like, uh-huh. he had fucking got it, you know? Yeah. But then since he now knows Chinese, too, he's also, like, as the bodyguard, you know, supposed stooge, he's right Playing now, dumb, but he's listening but to everything. But he's listening yeah, yeah, to yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. So there's it's a time... a good move, man. There's a time mm-hmm. where, um, you know, they go through a, a, a bit of a war for control of Boston Chinatown. With uh, the Vietnamese. And there's a bit of a massacre where the Vietnamese like kill a bunch of people. And it just so happens at the time, John Willis is right-hand man for a guy that was not that high in Ping On. But then after all the killing, like he rises he to the top. Default. So now this guy well, like, is... Like cream. So now John, the white devil, is basically the underboss of, of the Ping. And, 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 and the guy that founded it... Uh, who they, I think they call like Sky Dragon or something like that. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He goes like, he goes, do you know who I am? And he bows and he goes, yes, I do know who you are. And he goes, well, I heard about you. And he goes, and I want to talk. And he goes, we don't talk about business at all. He's just like getting to know me. Like, who is this white dude that learned Chinese mm. and was so impressive? It was so impressive. And, you know, some of the other guys in the gang were like, yo, there's some shit going on with drugs that makes some money. Because like I said, this is like 70s, 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll help you out with that. But the elders in the Asian gangs are like, mm-mm, too much heat. Yeah. Like, stick with gambling, stick with girls. Like, that's it, you know? But he goes out and he does it. But he still maintains those connections. But they're just kind of like, you know, do like... I don't know. There's not that same kind of suspicion that the, the I think the Italian mafia would be like, oh, well, if you get pinched for this, then you'll rat on me. Right. Like, they still kind of trusted him. 
Right. Because I think they, in some way, they knew, like, we're the only family you have. Like, right. this guy will never rat on us. Yeah. And especially we've taught him all this stuff about and us. And the Chinese, they respect the rat. <laughs> it's a good year. It's one of the good years in the Chinese. But he had, I mean, he had proven himself. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give it to you. <laughs> he had proven himself. He had, and he also, at some point, he met this uh, Vietnamese girl, and oh, no. and the thing is, is like, with this overlap in, in, in the gang culture, too, when I say, like, the Vietnamese and the Chinese, like, there's totally Vietnamese that are Vietnamese gang, and there's Vietnamese that are Chinese gang. Oh, okay. Like, there's okay. overlap, of course, because- So it's not a bad thing that he met a Chinese, or Vietnamese woman. No, no, no. Oh, okay. And, and uh, I mean, two of the guys in one of the massacres had the same name, like, Vat Fan. And they're two guys, like one Vat yeah. fan killed the other, and they go, like, in the, they go, no relation. <laughs> like, how funny is it to look <laughs> no at, no like, if, I, if I'm Aaron Pita, it's a win win situation. And I've, got, and I've got a gun to your head, and I'm like, this is so fucked up. I'm killing Aaron Pita. Like, isn't this a metaphor? You know what I mean? Like, we got to think about this. Uh, it's a face off. But, um, and, and, she was she was just impressed with him as a guy that uh, was giant and also like learned the culture and was respectful mm, and nice. yeah. okay. treated the okay. elderly nice and stuff like that but also like he like she got went like she was just interested in him mm. not interested in his street rep what's that classic story where the 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 mobster meets someone who's not yeah. associated and they're like no he's yeah. really sweet and the writer and the writer murder. of the book about him was just like he goes. He's like, I would talk to him about like, did you kill anybody? And he goes, I've never been convicted of any murders. Yeah. And which, you know, means yes, I did. Yes, yes I have. Uh, but also he goes, so I thought he was completely without remorse or whatever. Like, but he goes, I realize he's just completely that way about his crimes within that family. Oh, okay. He goes, when it came to his daughter, uh, which he adopted from, you know, this woman he ended up dating. Oh, wow. And his wife, he goes, like, it was the first time he ever broke in front of me. And he goes, even when I would challenge him about, you know, the morality of what he did, he goes, he wouldn't get upset. Mm. Uh, you know, he he had really learned all that discipline. Mm. Um, and Which, it, I mean, it's discipline. It's also being a psychopath, too. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, a little bit of both, right? Yeah. But he's like, yeah, the only time I saw him, like, really emotionally break down is when it came to, you know... Uh, his his wife and child mm -hmm. and um so anyway he he got he he did 5 years for his initial bit which was uh, uh drug trafficking mm -hmm. and then he got out and then he was he got really into oxy and he went Compton. Uh, yeah and he went no, okay, back not, not to college yeah he, he got accepted <laughs> yeah. Yeah. cum laude and wow. because he knew he couldn't go to a, uh, like Asian gangsters for dealing with this, he went back to the the Dorchester guys. Oh, um, and th they fucking love Oxy. And he was going like he was going like we were like we were supposed to have have like a ten million a year like uh, Oxy ring. He goes it was, he goes it was like four times that. He's like Jesus. it was so much. And he goes, well, there's a lot of colleges around there. And he's like, and there was a lot of people in my family, like you know you know distant family, like coming to me being like, dude, how much is enough? Just stop. And he's like, I, he's like, I'm just this. That's just who I am. I'm just this gangster animal now. Like you know you. He doesn't know anything. No, no, you you had animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was, yeah, he was very much of that opinion. Like uh, this train's in motion. Tiger mm -hmm. can't change its stripes. That sort yeah. of thing. It's another good year. Um, You're the tiger. <laughs> but also, as 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 I went this way too, like I, I was just going like, the, you know, historically in, in uh, organized uh, 
Asian crime families. There's things where you just hear about the big dust up, and you get none of the story. Like, oh, okay. Uh, like, it's just a thing where they're just like... And then this happened, th- period. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, people like go... Like, everybody everybody is like actual omerta. Like, like <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. really... Nobody's talking on the phone. Like, there's no trying to impress. It's just like... You know, no, they're not doing podcasts. They don't know, dude. But, plus, writing all that shit down so hard in that language. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like Willis, I think was the first time they had like a little bit more of a window into it. Yeah, because he's white guy. He's a white guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The stories like you know, like remember we had we had Yasuke, mm-hmm. the African who made it, became a fucking samurai. Yeah. Like you know the people who have to try to work twice as hard. To prove themselves, you know, they're the exception that proves the rule, and they end up being the best. But he never snitched on anybody, like yeah. John, to this day. Right. Like, he never snitched on anybody. So he did a five-year bit, now he's doing a 20-year bit. And currently doing 20 years? Currently doing for 20. For the Oxy stuff? For the Oxy stuff. Fuck. But, like... Purdue family, out free. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But he, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, but he never he never. Snitched. All he did was give the people what they wanted. Of the completely legal drug that, yeah, like, yeah. come yeah. on. Once there's once there's a, a black market demand for, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a, legal, a legal drug, you go like, ooh, some, shit, something's, something's, going, on something's going on. There's something going on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I thought his his the white devil was very very Don't, interesting. Dude, I love a good white devil. And yeah, like you know. Um, you know, he he definitely got this thing where he was like, okay, uh, you know, at first I'm the outsider, right? Don't know how to use chopsticks, don't know how to say anything. Hey. Oh, uh, I'm a big idiot, but I did one favor one time, just a goodwill gesture, and it brought me into this world, and then they were like, oh, no, fucking, like, this guy's all right. But I think, you know, obviously they still learned the the lesson, too, of, like, he still comes from another world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but they were. But having that, you know, coming from another world, it offered. There's a whole, you know, it 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 comes with experience, a new perspective. Like you know, he can get into places other people can't. Right. He yeah, knows yeah, things that they yeah, yeah. otherwise maybe would not know. Yeah. He can enter places without suspicion. You know, like yeah, the co- the cops won't look at him twice. Yeah. Yeah, but also. You know, once he did get you know get done for all the shit he did, which he was told not to do by them. Right, he did the. He still was just like, all right, well, I'm I'm not going to give you a window into ping on like that's still my brothers. Yeah, like I'm not snitching. Like, yeah. and I'll break down and cry talking about my my wife and child, which I could be with probably tomorrow if I did. Right, but I'm not gonna. Shit. It's uh, it's it's. You know, but also like the guy denied family. Yeah, finally getting one so hard and from the least expected place in the world. Yeah, and then, then he gets his own family, and, and he's still more and, loyal to the first one. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. well that's I mean, how it should be. I mean, even the the second one, as we. The witness program, witness protection program in the United States is not exactly. No, we meant his, his second family, meaning his wife and. That's what I, that's what I mean. But he would have to snitch on his first family in order to. Right, and that's yeah. You, know, you get you, you don't do that. No, no. I wouldn't. Pretty good. Not stuff. on you boys. Yeah, I'm snitching on you boys. I'm not even Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Yeah, we know. <laughs> that obvious, huh? Shit. But yeah, it's like it's like when you when you kind of like try to look at uh I realize like some of the because then I was just like, okay, well I don't I don't even know anything about uh the history of Asian 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 crime in, on the East Coast? Asian, no, 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 me neither. Uh, even San Francisco where like it was like, you know, yeah, it had, you know, it was bigger in the 1800s, like in San Francisco, like, you know, the 1800s. But, like, the thing the is, Chinese like, gangs they, were just, big. they yeah. really apparently kept their heads so down that, like, the only time you ever heard about it was when there was, like, a massacre. Right. Basically, the kerfuffle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's like, but for the most part, it was just like, dude, shut the fuck Yeah, the best crime families are the ones you have no fucking clue exist. Yes. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You have to remember why you're doing it in the first place, you know? Yeah. It's not for the newspaper. No. Yeah. It's for the paper. <laughs> making a money sign. I'm, I'm doing the fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> money you're making, yeah, you're making I'm doing the fingers and, and then Mike. Pretty nice. Pretty nice little potluck. John oh, wow. Willis, huh? Wow. John Willis. Billy in the bowl. White devil. Guy that eats animals and hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and an animal. I mean, I feel like there's- Billy uh, Buckland. Hey. Wow. Hey, Not a bad setup, fellas. No. Not a bad one. Pretty good time. Let's say goodnight. I'm going to say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. I'm Aaron Peter. Mapper So. Goodnight, everybody. We love you. Good night. Podcast Network.